Till shade is gone. Till water is gone. Into the shadow with teeth bared. Screaming defiance with the last breath. To spit in Sightblinder's eye on the last day. By my honor and the light. My life will be a dagger for Sightblinder's heart. Until the last day. To, to Shiloh Ghoul itself. itself. This is a Dagger for Sightblinder, a podcast focused on all things Wheel of Time, with your hosts, Sarah Lucas and Adam Tricola. And welcome to another episode of A Dagger for Sight Blinder. May you find shade this day. And let me tell you guys, I have already found an abundance of shade sent to me by none other than Sarah. How are, how are you today, Sarah? How are you doing without all of your shade that you, because you've sent all, all me all of the shade you probably have? I'm good, Adam. I feel great. Good. When just, when did I send you shade? Oh, just like very recently. Oh. I think. I think it was something about a bad memory or I something. Say but you I, don't remember it, do you? But yeah. Oh, I thought I see you 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 kept a little in reserve <laughs> though. So. Uh you can't blame me. For what? For throwing shade your way. When did you do that? haven't yet just warning you okay <laughs> it must suck to have a bad memory <laughs> so <clears throat> all right uh we are covering today mm. the great hunt chapters 20 through 29 and what are we covering next week sarah we're trying to move through this book yeah so next week we'll do chapters 30 to 39 the next the next 10 okay so 10 every week for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so we're, we've been trying to speed things up and we're, we're, we're working on potentially, you know, get, generating some news. We, we, might, we might have to restructure even further on this cast, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we would love to hear what you guys think of the cast anyways. If you leave us feedback on our Discord server, we would really appreciate all feedback that you have for us. Um, you know, is Wheel of Time book slogging working for you? Do you want more chapters? Do you want fewer chapters? Do you want no chapters? We would love to hear what you have to say and potentially just totally discard it as irrelevant. So, uh, and, and potentially use it, you know, really, right. you know, just verbatim and take it and pretend like it was our idea in the first place. So, Sounds um, like something you would do. Yeah. Okay. So you say that and I'm going to let you do our shameless plug though. So. Oh man. All right. So uh, just a friendly reminder, if you haven't already and you have a Podbean account, we'd love it if you would go and follow us on Podbean because it helps us stay in the top for the podcast there. And if you can leave a rating or a review um, wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's on YouTube or spotify apple everywhere that we are um just helps us and then yeah like you said earlier you can join the discord server and give us feedback and hang out and talk about all the books you're reading and not reading and everything yeah talk about life and 
the meaning of it. Right. It's 43, isn't it? 42? 43? I thought it was 42, but I I read The Hitchhiker's Guide a while, long time ago. It's been a while. Every once in a while, people will be like, oh, I know what the meaning of life is. And I'm like, oh, not another Hitchhiker's Guide to the <laughs> Galaxies. Or uh, I'm like, can't, can't you think of your own meaning of life? I mean, if it's 42 and I said 43, then I guess I did. <laughs> so, so you're 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 saying your bad memory is the result of you being original or yeah. you're you're being original as a result of you having a bad memory i mean if that's the case then man you are in luck <laughs> what like i want you to be original i'm not sure i like that <laughs> i like you to be predictable it's nice <laughs> Uh, all right all right do you want to hop into the show news because there is a little bit of show news yeah what's the what's the news all right so the uh wheel of time showrunner rafe judkins so he did an interview he was on empire magazine's podcast and he has basically confirmed that wheel of time is not releasing until after lord of the rings airs so sometime late 22 possibly early 2023 didn't Mm. he didn't specify he just said after lord of the rings is done um my guess is it's going to be mid-november what do you what are you thinking yeah so lord of the rings is supposed to be what 10 episodes because i kept saying i read this big thing about lord of the rings look it looks really cool by the way guys uh, really really cool so it is season two i think they kept talking about five seasons and 50 episodes so even if sarah did the math mm-hmm. it would be 10 episodes per season and that would mean approximately two and a half ish months right assuming they only release one episode to start oh that's true because with wheel of time they released three right away yeah yeah that's a great point so so but we'll just say two months then and Mm -hmm. it it airs like at the very start of september it's it's september 2nd i believe so Mm -hmm. all of september all of october that would that would leave a note late november or uh, you know any time in december launch yeah um yeah so anything anytime there and then he <laughs> he did confirm that the second season is going to have um uh the great hunt and dragon reborn in it and the storylines will be happening simultaneously from both of those books which is a really interesting way to do it of course mm-hmm. Uh, though um, yeah we'll see how uh, how many it was it was eight total episodes for this first season yes i'm assuming it'll be eight for the second season as well yeah i I think that that sounds about right Mm -hmm. yeah i'll be really interested to see how how it all goes i'm obviously i'm i would like i think the show is in retrospect i think i like the show more there's also things that I'm still shaking my head mentally about, but well, we're going to have to get around to rewatching it at some point. Sarah. I was just going to ask, we need to, we need to rewatch it. I have not done that yet. No, me either, which is why I just said that, but yeah, Lord of the Rings looks cool. Yeah. All right. Um, that's basically the show news. Just 
really simple and straightforward confirmation no more guessing no more yeah all right so what kind of guessing we we just have confirmation that it won't air at the same time we don't know right we still don't know when it starts right it's our early 2024 for all we know yeah don't don't say that kind of stuff yes sarah Um, all right, so let's let's talk about the book. So reminder, we're talking about chapters 20 to 29 in The Great Hunt. But really, we can talk about anything that's happened before then. Everything in the eye of the world and everything in The Great Hunt up until chapter 29. And anything in the show as well. Yeah. In, in season one of the show. Yeah. Just For those blanket, of you. blanket mornings. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. so let's do this. So chapter 20 is Sidene. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, so if you remember last week, we we finished where Rand found, he, they, him and Loyal and Huron and all of them came across Pat and Fane and took the horn and the dagger. Mm, yeah, they did. That was right. the very last chapter, yep. Yeah, so chapter 20, we basically pick <clears throat> up right there again. And they are leaving Pat and Fane. They're moving away from him some more. Um, and Celine is, you know, nagging Rand essentially to see the horn again. And he is like, no, you can't. Like, this is a terrible idea. The dagger is in there and this dagger is bad news. Um, so you shouldn't, shouldn't do this. Anyway, and they end up going into a town i can't remember the town's name to be honest with you but they stay at the nine rings and i remember that because it sounded cool right <laughs> it's not as cool as like shang chi and the ten rings for right. instance this is like the the prequel to that yeah so they're at the nine rings yeah. and uh you have to add nine before you have ten yeah that's how math works good job i mean that's that's how you know, or base 10 math works at least. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, they stop at the inn and Celine, you know, she kind of wants to just keep going and like run off with Rand and the horn. Mm-hmm. It's very like she's trying to be a seductive, I don't even know what, some kind of seductive siren or something for Rand, and he's like, "Nah." Uh, so this is a really interesting thing. I I keep thinking of trying trying to think of how I would be if I was, uh, you know, my late teens, and there was mm. a woman who was just totally, you know, just totally lovely, and I was obviously like really interested in her, uh, you know, for various reasons, and it's like he just feels equal parts annoyed and enthralled by her there's right because there's there's the obvious physical attraction and she's also you know has says a lot of things that are very very interesting to him we'll say mm-hmm. uh you know and, and makes his teenage self uh, a little bit crazy so you know there's there's that but then there's also like his responsible side where he's like We've, we've got to stay, keep our minds on the mission. We've got to do this stuff. And he's got this stubborn streak where he's, he makes a decision. And if she doesn't, she says something that doesn't make a lot of sense. He's just like, you know what? 
Like you're, I, I realize you're hot, but no. Like, right. It's very interesting that he can just like flick the switch, so to speak, for that. I mean, it's good. It, it shows. It shows that he's in control of himself, even as there mm-hmm. are parts of him that are like battling against his uh, against his self control. At the end of the day, he does prove himself to be in control, which uh, I think is great. I I don't know how I would react if I was a teenager in that situation. Uh, you know, like a, I might just capitulate and be like, "Oh, well, you're an older girl who's you know like really smart. Uh, obviously, like you're a scholar. You know a lot of these things. Like maybe I'll just maybe I'll just follow what you say." Right. Uh, I actually think that uh, one interesting part is he keeps thinking about Egwene uh, mm-hmm. all the time. And in a way, Egwene is what keeps him anchored, I think. Because if it's if it's just uh, Celine right. that, and he doesn't have any other love interest, he might just be like, oh, sure. I mean, you're pretty hot. Let's let's do this. Right. It's almost like... Um... Gwen is a reminder to him of like potential consequences and yeah right right oh yeah I, I think he's you know because they haven't they haven't like he still has feelings for Egwene in a way he still feels like they're betrothed or something right yeah so I I think I think having Egwene like she's actually materially helping mm-hmm even without her being there, which I, I just that that interaction is very interesting. But yeah, Celine, Celine gets more and more. Uh, I don't know. She starts off very even tempered, even keeled, you know, yeah. just just praising him and all this stuff. And then over slowly over time, you, you get the sense that she's like manipulating him. She's trying to get her own way, mm-hmm. trying to force the issue, trying to get him to do things. And, you know, like she's more and more erratic, I guess. Right. Like this yeah. facade is kind of coming undone. Yeah. Oh yeah. And this is the chapter that that Rand also has, like he sees the an enormous artifact that they're digging out of the ground. Right. And and he has this really weird, you know, it, it's very similar to his dreams where it's just like you have no idea what's happening. He's uh, you know, he's He's having an interaction with the source, which is why this, it's called Sidene. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the male half of the source. And uh, it's just a very strange thing. And he's like, something happened. I don't know. And you almost never, I don't think you even find out what it right. is, in fact. Well, and he he doesn't even realize, like you said, he doesn't even realize it's happening, but Loyal <laughs> and Huron are watching him and being like, what's going on? Right. And he almost, he almost walks his horse off a cliff though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Madness kind Mm -hmm. of. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like literal madness though. (laughs) So, so yeah, he's, he's all shaken. Celine was terrified about it. The other two are weirded out and, and he has the horn of Villier and they stop at an inn. That's it. Is this, uh, Oh no, the next chapter is where he plays the flute for the commoners, for the common room. Mm. Right? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So so Celine doesn't want to go into the inn and Rand's like, you know what? We're I'm staying. sick of sick of your shenanigans. <laughs> right. So then in in the next chapter, and which is the nine rings, um, they go into the inn. <laughs> 
because mm -hmm. that's what Rand wants to do. So I, I mean, that's what you do at inns. Like you it, go in, you go in, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's awkward if you go out of an inn. Right. <laughs> it's awkward if you have a oh. wordplay, if you do wordplay and the other person doesn't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate it. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you you right. certainly seemed like it just now. I know I did. It was very authentic. <laughs> <laughs> narrator. Um, it wasn't. Oh, man. All right. All right. Chapter 21. Right. Yes. Um, so they go into this inn. They go into the inn, as you've mm. established. Um, and the innkeeper there wants to know like, if Rand is is hunting for the horn so obviously like everyone is focusing on this whole mm -hmm. hunt um and this made me feel a little bit sad uh no one talks to Huron, and everyone's kind of like in i don't want to say in awe of loyal but they're all staring at loyal as well and yeah you know as you might expect yeah and um Rand asks about that statue that he saw, which is the one that he ended up, the one that they were digging out, I believe, that he had this interaction with and doesn't really get very many answers. Mm -hmm. um, but the interesting part about this whole thing is they, so they, they go to this inn, they stay over, they all get their rooms. Celine is like, she wants her, her own separate room from them, which I mean, get some looks from some of the people who work there but anyway in the morning though uh she's gone and yeah. i think she's just taken off there's a note that was left she doesn't sign it mm -hmm. but rand knows that it's from her and it's got this like crescent moon and stars emblem thing on it um which is important spoiler alert for later on yeah um so yeah this, she's gone and, and this chapter is was super fun because mm -hmm. well, rand rand is just stubborn on some levels i can totally it's like if, if i feel like someone's trying to manipulate me mm -hmm. and and it's not a direction i want to go i will just take great pains to just thumb my nose at them and be like not gonna do what you say like mm -hmm. um i you know in fact we're gonna I'm going to rub it in your face that I'm doing the opposite. <laughs> and that's, that's like, so she's like, Oh, there's going to be dirty commoners here and stuff. And, and <laughs> so the, the innkeeper is like, Oh, let's, let's, uh, you know, can your manservant play the flute? And Ren's like, Oh no, I'll, I'll do it though. That's mine. I'll play for the, for the commoners. And she's like, Oh my gosh. And so, so Rand, it, it's not just that he's, you know, that's like thought to be like for a Lord that that's, that's thought to be like, pretty egregious you know yeah, like you failure don't, you don't do that yeah like it's it's very unlordlike and he's like i'm not a lord anyways and I'll, i need to practice my my flute playing mm -hmm. so so he does and so that's that's annoying to celine and then he just plays all the the most common room thing like the commoner things he can think of like he doesn't he doesn't play anything that could be grand or lordly and you know it's just him thumbing his nose at celine like you know what you know it's not a bad thing to be a commoner you mm -hmm. need to stop trying to get your way you stupid bee 
but but at the same time he's like oh my gosh he's so hot like you just can't right. get that out of his mind and yet the the controlled part of him is like <laughs> kind of sets her down really mm-hmm. yeah yeah he does so it's uh it's interesting and then yeah it's kind of a good it's it's an interesting interaction that they have and that he chooses to do this and then she chooses to take off mm-hmm. yeah kind of give gives me Egwene vibes a little bit oh well just in the petulance of it I, I mean in I feel like one of the failing failings that I've always perceived with Robert Jordan and that's something I'm trying to notice more like paying attention more is I feel like all, all the women are they do have different personalities they, mm-hmm. they are distinct there are some characteristics that it seems like Robert Jordan is kind of portrays as universal to all men or universal to all women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then every once in a while, there'll be an exception and it's notable. It's like, oh, wow, that's, that's crazy. And in, in this case, it seems like, you know, that, that petulance is kind of a thing that, you know, like you see it in Nynaeve a lot. Right. You see it. You see it in all these different, uh, in all the different, you know, even like a lot of the ice that I exhibit it. So mm-hmm. I, I want to just pay attention to it more is all. I don't know if that's actually real or perceived, but it's something I've heard people uh, like criticize him for, and I've thought it myself, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So let's pay attention to it moving forward. Well, now I want to pay attention to it. That's why I said let's. All right. Well, we will. Yeah, I'm like Celine trying to force you into it, but you're not actually like resisting it. You're not, you're not like Rand. Right, correct. Good, I'm not. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Um, so do you have anything else to, or do you want to hop into the next chapter? I did like that the woman, mm-hmm. the, we get a taste of what Carrion is like here. Yeah. Car- because, so they're going into you know, the nation of Carrion and the, the city of Carrion is pretty close. And uh, use, the woman is from a different country entirely. And so she talks about how she's not from Carrion originally. Uh, her husband was here, but then he died. And she thought she was getting ready to leave once she, once she was about to die. He, she was getting ready to leave to go back to her family in the other country. Mm-hmm. And it, defying her expectations, the guy gives her the inn and gives his brother the money and the inheritance and when yeah. she thought it would be the other way around and she's like she he's tricksome and meddling and whatever and uh, you know she's like like i'll carry in an r and it's just like this little taste of what we can expect later i, I like the foreshadowing there yeah that's a good point yeah sorry i'm, I'm long-winded about no. about all this so you're good all right so the next chapter chapter 22 yeah yeah so uh it's called watchers and we are gonna switch now and we're gonna go hang out with moraine and lan because that's what we're doing um so they they left and they are in typhon's well um which is an arafel yeah typhon whatever we don't need to yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't reading it, I would say Tiffin, but I think I like the way Typhon sounds better. So let's just move Is on. Is it Tiffin? I thought it was Typhon. Uh, let's, really let's go with Typhon. All right. 
Um, so they are, um, they are with these two, uh, form, I mean, I guess they, are they former <coughs> Aes Sedai if they left the tower, if they left Tarvalon? Would you still no, call so, them Aes Sedai? Yes, absolutely. They are Aes Sedai. Okay. Uh, so, so just from a lore standpoint, and this mm -hmm. isn't like spoiler stuff, it's just, you know, generally. So uh, like you have, you have Aes Sedai all over the place who choose to go do it. Like they're kind of behold, still beholden to their Ajas and stuff, but some of them are old enough and kind of like, uh, like they've made themselves so scarce that a lot of times like they've just been lost track of and that's, that's what these two are they've kind of just like gone into kind of a retreat so to speak like they they mm -hmm. don't hate Tarvalon they still feel like they're affiliated with it but they're not it, they're not retired or anything either right. sometimes sometimes like a nice I will retire from you know being that and stuff and go off on her own or whatever but that's you know that's not what these two are they 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 actually even talk about like because it's a brown and a green yes. and the green always said the green says oh my my sister says that oh because they're sisters as well in real life right so you know her brown sister says that she should have chosen brown as well because they're both scholars basically right um which i found pretty amusing to be honest yeah uh, but I it's, it's cool and and Moraine knows about them but it's kind of like in a way Moraine's like private library because then it's not trace traceable because they right know, no one can see what she's researching exactly so she so her and Lan go there and for exactly that reason she's she's looking for something and she knows that they have mm -hmm. all of the all of this and they were writing history and everything um and she can't find whatever it is that she's looking for she just can't find it and just having this conversation with Lan and, you know, just kind of like lets it drop that if she were to die, um, his bond is to be transferred to Mirel, who is mm -hmm. a, I think a green. A green, yep. Um, and <laughs> Lan is just so outwardly annoyed about this and mm -hmm. not pleased whatsoever um and i mean i don't know i don't know who whose side i would be on in this argument but it's lands yeah what, what moraine did is really effed up like but because it's the the convention especially like there's this implication of you know he's going he, he's with her like he, he's agreed right. to be her warder not some other random like she could hand him off to any Aes Sedai anyone a, a red it, she could hand him off to she, she even threatened to you know maybe she could pass him off to a brown and the brown wouldn't even see him as more than just a couple of hands to carry ancient manuscripts from the library like he could he right. and, and he's just beholden to whoever she chooses and just hands it off to some random girl like mm -hmm. i i mean it's it's pretty bad yeah so he's he's pretty He's pretty pissed, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like slavery, really. Like, it's right. like you go into, it's like you, you're like, all right, look, I'll agree to be a slave for whatever reason, as long as this person can be my master, right? Like, right. because I know they're going to treat me well. 
and uh, not that I'm condoning slavery in any form, but like th this is what it's basically like. It's like, okay, I, sir, I will promise to work for you forever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but in the contract that let's, let's not say slavery, then let's just say like a lifelong contract to work for someone. Mm -hmm. And they take, they take that uh, and she takes a technicality in the contract to twist it. So she can just send him off to work for whoever. Right. It's a total breach of trust. Right. Yeah. So he's, he's real mad. Um, mm -hmm. And then one of the, the sisters, Van, Van Dean comes in at this point. So Lan leaves, he's pissed. She comes in mm -hmm. um, and they start talking about pretty, pretty much like all this history. Cause Maureen hasn't found what she's looking for. And they talk about Mordeth, um, which I loved because I love that part in the eye of the world. So getting to hear it brought up again was awesome. Um, and then still, Maureen still very relevant, still very relevant. And like, I, and also I, the, I think part of the reason why I like this part of the conversation so much too, was because Van Dien was mentioning that like, no one goes in there and no one's been in there and he's still waiting for the soul. And like Moraine didn't say anything about them going in there and Matt having taken this dagger and like, you know, mm -hmm. she's keeping all this information to herself. So it's almost like she's willing to have misinformation out there about certain things when she knows better and not correct it. Um, yeah. You know, if it if it plays to her hand, so. Well, yeah, like so, Moraine Moraine has her own agenda, and yeah. she's not afraid of other people just misinterpreting things and not knowing what. Right. Uh, you know, she's fine with other people being misled and stuff. She just she feels like little twinges of guilt here and there, like 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 hints of guilt, but mm -hmm. for the most part, she's she. She knows she can't trust anyone. And so she doesn't. She just keeps her own counsel and moves along. Right. And yeah, she's she's one of the exceptions to one of the petulant women that right. we see. But like Van Dien's clearly very interested in what Moraine wants to mm -hmm. know. And Moraine's just like, can't trust her even. Like we're just gonna keep going. Right, exactly. Um yeah, so they have this conversation, and then Moraine asks about Land Fear, which Van Dien's like, I don't know anything that we didn't mm -hmm. already know as kids that we didn't already learn at the yeah. tower. Um, and that that's an interesting little bit that comes out of here. Well, I keep mentioning Land Fear because in the mm -hmm. the start with that dark prophecy and stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. Varen was like, oh yeah, like the forget what the line was, but it, it references something. And Varen was like, oh yeah, that's Lanfear, I think. Wasn't it like the daughter? I can't the daughter remember. of the night or the something. Daughter of the night or something like that. That's what I wanted to say. But then I was like, oh, I don't know. That's something I'm else. Pretty, it was I immediately thought daughter of the night. So I feel like if you and I both okay. thought it, we're probably right. Between <laughs> generally between your memory and my memory one of us is right maybe yeah. <laughs> what were we talking about i don't know <laughs> all right um yeah so so she brings that up and then she decides to to go outside she's gotten pretty much 
as much info as she can out of Van Dean so far, or mm-hmm. as much as she thinks she's going to get. Um, and you know, she's, she, she is outside when there is a, a drag car there that immediately starts like slowly harming her and draining her. And this was super, oh man, I hate doing, I hate doing this. And I'm really sorry that I keep doing this. I always like, I'm immediately tying it to Harry Potter. This is exactly like a Dementor in Harry mm. Potter. 100%. I could, I could see. Uh, yeah. 100%. Like she's talking about how, how this is going to essentially suck out her essence and her being and right. then by the time someone finds her, she will be dead within a couple of days. Like She just doesn't have a Patronus to save her. Right, exactly. Um, but Lan and Jane kill it. And the interesting tidbit here is that Moraine believes that the Red Aja sent this because, or sorry, not the Red Aja, the, the Black Aja sent this because... Um, she wasn't able to detect it. Like she wasn't able to sense that it was there and it just, and, and protect herself from it. Yeah. And she's like, well, thank goodness. I didn't trust Van Dean just a minute ago. Cause who knows? Yeah. 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 And that might be the last we hear of Moraine, this book. I don't remember. I don't remember, but if, I'm pretty sure we don't hear anything else. She's but, yeah. Yeah. Scarcely so, in it. Yeah. So she's, uh, they're they're piecing out. They got things, things mm-hmm. to do, people to see. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that is that. And then we go into chapter twenty three, which is the testing. And now we're with Nynaeve. We're just all over the place in these ten chapters. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah. One of my least favorite chapters, kind of in a way. This is one of your least favorite chapters. It is. Yeah. Oh. I just. I yeah I don't like it I I don't like I don't like the the weirdness of her not having a memory like it's very much like a dream right okay that's fair I I liked it only because it I felt like there was so much to learn okay I I could see that I mean you you learn a lot about the Aes Sedai a lot about Mm -hmm. Tarongrils about 90s nature and I Mm -hmm. already know all that stuff so like it's that's less interesting the second time to me perhaps that's fair that's fair um okay so so 90s being tested to to become an accepted with the Aes Sedai um so she basically is going to go at least through these three arches ones for her past fears and ones for the present fears and ones for her future fears essentially land fears oh future fears right <laughs> uh and um man the the irony of that name there land fear and land fears um so well that was part of the place yeah the, the future fear is land fear a land fear yeah um <laughs> um anyway so she has to go in and do these tests and there's there's only going to be one opportunity for her to leave and and come back out and she can refuse to do it if she doesn't want to but she's like nope she wants to learn she wants to be accepted so she she goes ahead and does it um so in the first one agonor is there so one of the um um forsaken yes thank you thank you brain fart um so he is there and she is able to channel this like fireball and 
attack him and hit him in the chest and get mm-hmm. get out and then you know we realize after the fact that she's not supposed to be able to do this in right in these arches like like if she channels she risks just like never coming back right so she's she's not supposed to be able to do it and she oh. can one thing i really like about this chapter i, I love the mm-hmm. phrase I love the the little mantra that they give her. The way back will come but once. Be yes. steadfast. I love the be steadfast, especially. I love, but the whole mm-hmm. mantra itself, the way back will come but once. Be steadfast. Like, be steadfast. I, I love, like, just in life in general, I love the idea of, like, that's just great life advice. Yeah. You know, yeah. be steadfast. Like, you, you're going to face some some issues in life. Like, you're going to have issues. Like, that's 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 to be expected you you're going to have that and how do you deal with that like the the key ingredient you, you got yeah, there's other things but mm-hmm. be steadfast yeah and and every time she goes in there they say it again which is awesome yeah I, that's one thing i've i do really like that mm-hmm. um yeah so she she ends up leaving this one after she sh- you know, throws the fireball on the archway appears that the way back has shown up so she can leave. Um, and then in the second arch, it's basically Emmons Field in shambles. Um, there's a new wisdom in, in the town and, you know, they're all trying to get her, the, the women there are trying to get Nynaeve to help them and help them kind of overthrow and, and overcome this. And she mm-hmm. can't interfere, I which... It's so spot on for Nynaeve's character. Can I just say, like, not not being able to interfere, like, in somebody else's problem, and then because that's right. when the arch appears. They're like, "Yeah, come help us," and the arch is there, and it's like, "No, you you can't mm-hmm. do that. You need to leave." Um. Anyway, so I thought that was that was great. But the third one is her her land fear, mm-hmm. having a future She's... with land. Yeah, and he has she has babies with him, and that's yeah. apparently very important to her. And and he's, I thought it was funny. One of like the really awesome things about him was, she he was like, well, you've you've really just like, you know, I had so many rough edges, and you've smoothed some of them over, and you you're making progress on me. It's like she needs to feel she's molding him into this perfect man, like. <laughs> you know which is very naive as well she doesn't want to accept people as they are she wants to she sees land she's like oh all right like i I could i could build a man well out from this raw material you know right mold this as it as she sees fit right uh you know and this is her you know that that's like an argument for her to to like stay there is Mm -hmm. is to continue to you know build a land yeah you know, I, I just thought it was funny. But Build she she misses the archway in this one. Yeah, and she's like, oh, crap. I guess I better channel and get a new one. Right, and she just, like, forces it to appear and then and then leaves. Like, yep. it, it, I don't even know if I should be amazed by that but I feel like I should be like, I feel like this is a pretty big deal. Okay. So um, I don't know how, let's see. 
So one of the things that they kind of illustrate in this series is mm -hmm. the more skill you have, or the more talent you have with the power, like the, the more power you have, mm -hmm. the more intuitive the use of the power is. Mm -hmm. And so like all of the Aes Sedai have kind of like slowly degenerated their ability to channel like they're the strongest Aes Sedai in, in this age mm -hmm. is several orders of magnitude weaker than the Aes Sedai of 2000 years ago, let's say. Okay. Yeah. So, so the, so that there's been a ton of knowledge lost and they, they keep like not being able to like, they, they know that certain things used to be possible and they don't have those things possible anymore. That's, that's not, you know, it's like the ton of lost knowledge that, you know, like slowly over time, like you just don't teach the new novices it because you think everyone, you know, knows it. Mm -hmm. And then slowly, like it's just lost forever. And so these, a lot of these uh, things have been lost. And so what, what they're illustrating here too, in a way is Nynaeve is one of the most, like she's, she's powerful enough to rival even like the Forsaken. Mm -hmm. uh, like she is, she is incredibly powerful and therefore things like creating, you know, recreating the archway is in a way like a microcosm of that, that interaction of strength with the power equals intuitive use, even if you don't know what you're doing. Right. Right. Because so, she's because before this we only really saw her using it when she was angry. Right. Yeah. So so uh, you know, she yeah, she doesn't really she doesn't really know what to and she she has to be angry in this as well, or it's mm -hmm. just a weird circumstance. Like that's that requirement hasn't really gone away, as you'll see. But right. But yeah, she's she's able to craft that that gateway. And mm -hmm. yeah, this is expect more of that kind of things not necessarily from Nynaeve I'm not trying to tell you specifically everything's coming from Nynaeve but right. uh, there, there are other powerful power users that surface in the, these books and that sort of thing happens quite a bit right well I liked it I thought it was cool oh it, it's cool it's yeah. uh yeah I cared less about it in this just because I didn't care about this chapter as much I tip. I typically, because I, if I remember correctly, we still have to go through this with Egwene as well, don't we? We do, yeah. But I it's in it's in the Dragon Reborn. Yeah. Spoiler for that. Oh yeah, Egwene doesn't take this test at all. No yeah. spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys, but I mean that's not really that big of a secret. So. Right. All right, we've probably spent too much time on that stupid chapter. So. What's okay. next? All right. So chapter twenty-four: new friends mm -hmm. and old enemies. So now we're with Egwene, who's not who's not doing the, the test. Um, so she is paired with Elaine, of all people. Mm -hmm. um, so they are in a room together and Elaine explains to her that, you know, the new, the new novices get paired with a novice who's been there for a while. So they can kind of like show them around, you know, show them all the chores that you got to do and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then they end up realizing that, you know, Egwene kind of puts two and two together that this is probably the the girl that Rand met and Elaine is like oh like do you know Randall Thor and then they start talking about Rand and channeling and all Randall. of this mm -hmm. Randall Randall Thor yeah sorry is that the Canadian way of saying it I meant to say Rand Althor <laughs> just just trolling you I'm sorry no. let's continue <laughs> um 
But anyway, so they have like I apologize whole... for the unkindness. Oh, I'm, man, I'm, being a, I'm being a raven right you now. You are being a raven. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so they have like this whole, I just find it funny that like of all people to, to be paired with, it's Elaine. Oh, hey, look at that. It's a plot device. Woo. Plot device. So anyway, yeah. so they are going through the hall. So they, they leave the room and they see Elsa, Elsa Grinwell is there. Um, and they're talking about how there are fewer and fewer novices in the tower. And Elaine basically equates it to a calling of sorts. You know, the red, the red Aja are being so aggressive in their gentling of male channelers, that, you know, right. essentially diluting how many people are able to channel. Well, and that, she got that from a different Aes Sedai, from the mistress of novices. Like, that's not her own thought. Right. But, right. but yeah, yeah, she's... But it's being, you know, explained. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all being passed along to Egwene. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they they bump into Min in the hallway and Galad and Gawain are in the hallway. And, you know, they have this whole chat and Galad is somewhat infatuated with Egwene. And Egwene can't think straight. She's yeah, she's totally just swooning over his masculine beauty. Right. Which uh, this is just so annoying to me that Egwene is like this, but I guess it is what it is for a teenage girl. I don't know. It totally is. Like just anyway. Anyway, so you know, Glad wants to see Egwene again, and she's all like, "Yeah, you can see me again," because she's a teenage girl. And mm -hmm. oh yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, batting her eyelashes. You know, Rand who? That's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, anyway, so that they, Glad and Gawain end up leaving, but they have this whole conversation, Elaine and Egwene and Min, and they agree to be friends, and it's just this little, little bonding moment. Um, yeah and they do kind of explore the idea of Taviran mm -hmm. and Egwene is like she's still loyal to Rand she's not telling him anything about him right and she she's constantly thinking of Rand actually right but, you know which yeah, is they, they meet men all that stuff it's yeah and um I believe Elida's there as well oh yeah because mm -hmm. she's kind of chastising Elaine and all of this so they end up they end up leaving because then it, it switches to to min's point of view because allied is also you know questioning min about rand and wanting to know all of these things which min also isn't really giving up and is being loyal to rand which is interesting but um min's main concern here is you know how how does Elida know that moraine sent for min to come to the tower and come to like because as far as she was aware no one was really told about this mm -hmm. um which is which is interesting and then the, there's also like a little small casual line that mm -hmm. like where min references falling in love with rand which was super weird like min references what she references that she says something along the lines of like, 
heaven help her for falling in the possibility of falling in love with Rand and, and she says that out loud or just in her thoughts in her thoughts okay um but in this point of view part mm-hmm. of the chapter and it, it just felt very out of place I felt um, like we just didn't see enough interaction with Min and Rand for that to even be a thing. Right. Well, they, they didn't have much interaction, though you have to think he's also Taviran. So if it's like kind of anything's possible. Right. And, uh, you know, my own my own definition of love probably doesn't need the same as a lot of, uh, you know, uh, as an author like Robert Jordan, he might like falling in love. It could just mean you're deeply infatuated with someone. Right which that, that doesn't take much, you know, that take, takes like one conversation with someone. Right. If That's you're, a, if you're, you know, fairly young, even if you're not, I, I just, you know, I think, I think that that's, you know, so she might think that. And she also had an interesting thing to say about Elaine, which is she has to share her husband. Yes. But Elaine she, has to share her husband. She yeah. did um, read their auras. Hmm or see their auras i should say yeah um, yeah that is true she did say that yeah so yeah it's it's a really interesting one that a lot of the auras that min gives out are mm-hmm. really interesting to see in retrospect if you've read the whole series is something i'll say right so i i can't there there are i could spoil the whole series right now <laughs> uh, well i mean i could i i always have that power but it's just, you know, they're just from those viewings though, there's, there's a lot. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. All right. So that's that. Yeah. Cool. Chapter 25. Yeah. Carrion. Carrion. Yeah. Ca- carry on. Carry on to carry in. Carry on to carry in. Carry yeah, Carry it. Carry in. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not carry. So they're carrying the the horn in. Right. They don't want to, it's not a place to carry out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the in <right>. and carrying. <laughs> so they were back with Rand and, and the whole group, minus Celine, because she disappeared. Right. Took Peace off. Out. Goodbye, um, Celine. Yeah, we don't miss you that much at all. She's um, super hot though. I miss her. <laughs> so they are going to the defender of the dragon wall in in carrion um there is no sign of Celine, and mm-hmm. rand is obviously annoyed and torn here because he kind of wants to keep going but he's like we gotta stay here because ingtar mm-hmm. is gonna be looking for us so we if we stay in carrion he will be here um and and he wants ingtar to find them um and then loyal is also worried here because about the ogier that are you know they were in the town he's worried about being found that them knowing right. he doesn't have permission to you know be outside of the setting right um so it's a nice little i don't mm-hmm. know I, i've always envisioned loyal as such <clears> a, <throat> a rule follower no, he's, he's fairly radical for as as an ogier though. Like he's, right. he's doing but, his own thing. Yeah, it's it's just a funny thing because because well, it, it's one of those things like you perceive everyone to be a certain way mm-hmm. until you get more context on them and you're like, oh my gosh, that's 
Wow. Okay. New insight on you. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so that was, that was good. But as they're going through this town, there are tons of people there who see Rand and just immediately assume that he's Aiel, um, Mm -hmm. which is interesting as well. But this is where, uh, Rand eventually leaves the inn. He gets frustrated and in a fit and he leaves and goes it becomes, outside it becomes an out mm-hmm. yes it becomes an out and he sees tom mm-hmm. outside which is just great he's not dead yeah he, he runs into yeah and rand wants yeah he there, there's the foregate which is like the the mm-hmm. area outside of the town and rand is like oh man these are like these are people I, I can relate with. Mm-hmm. And like the soldiers who have escorted him there are like, like the officers are like, oh, disgusting. And they, I love that he lays about the, the commoners with his quirt, like his like riding crop or whatever, and just like hits them to get you know, get away. You know, and the, like clearly the nobles just look down on the peasants in Carrion. Yeah, they do. And, and Rand is like, but, but the peasants, like they're actually like, I like them better. Yeah, they're fun. But, yeah, so but but he propriety demands because he's a lord, or at mm-hmm. least he's pretending to be a lord, that he has to stay in there. So so yeah, he goes goes into the foregate though, and he's like, Tom, hey, you know, you're alive. Moraine said you were alive, but I doubted her because because screw her. Right, and now here he is alive. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, so in the next chapter, in which is called Discord funnily enough um <laughs> join our discord guys yeah funnily enough it's called <laughs> discord uh so rand ends up going back to the inn that they were staring staying at to get loyal and he's just so excited and he's like we gotta go gotta go see mm-hmm. tom and he wants to take loyal with them so they do and you know yep, like tom, gotta give him his instruments back yeah tom wants him to bring his instruments told him where he's staying um, so he he they get there and Dina is in Tom's room and she's mm-hmm. she's juggling and practicing basically she's going to be the first female uh, glee man glee woman <laughs> glee person glee person so she's she's doing there, everything there will be glee involved regardless yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Tom comes back and you know kisses her and makes Rand uncomfortable because he's uncomfortable around women yeah. well they kiss they kiss for such a long time that Rand's like I don't know if we should I should maybe should just leave <laughs> it's real awkward right um but I mean, Rand- that's Sorry. a pretty real that's like a real life thing though really it, yeah like I mean if- fair you're like in someone's room, like you go to their house and mm-hmm. like their spouse comes up and they just start making out. And if it goes on for a couple minutes, you're like, I, like it's discourteous of them is what it is. Cause right. what are you supposed to do? Like you're their guest and you're just gonna like, should you just walk out? Just awkwardly stand there. Yeah, like what, what do you want? What do you guys want from me here? What do you expect? It's right. just awkward. So anyways um anyway so Rand ends up filling tom in on on a whole bunch of stuff and he's like we've got the horn um which tom doesn't believe him at first and eventually does um and he's he's kind of giving him all this info and eventually he just asks loyal to like give them some privacy to talk 
talk alone, um, which they do. And the subject of Owen comes up again, Tom's nephew. Mm -hmm. I'm remembering that right. It's his nephew, correct? Owen? Yep. He was gentled and, you know, the Tom mentions like the, I said, I didn't even give him a chance. And after that, he just didn't want to live anymore. So it's pretty sad. Yeah, it is really sad. And Rand's trying to get Tom to come with them and, and you know, do all these things. And he's refusing. He doesn't want to be a part of it anymore. So he's absolutely not going with Rand is what he says. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, you can't blame him. He's he's like, well, I've got a good thing with Dina. They're paying me a ton of money to do what I'm doing. Like, I'm comfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, let's let's just go our separate ways. I'm an old man, anyways. Just leave me alone. Right. Exactly. What, what were your thoughts when he when he met when you saw? I know that this is like your second time reading through it now mm -hmm. uh, because we kind of cycled back. But like the first time you read it, can you remember how you first felt about Tom? being back like did you have did it even uh, I was, I was happy. response i was happy he was back i was very happy he was back yeah about I, this time was it just like oh yeah yep i remember this i knew yeah like i knew he was back i, I mean obviously but mm -hmm. it, it it's not less impactful it's still a nice moment i think yeah right so um, but we do get a little Tom point of view at the end of this chapter too. And, uh, you know, you realize that he is tempted to go with Rand, but he decides not to do it. And it's against his better judgment, so to speak. Um, but I, I was curious what this, cause this wasn't a thing that kind of went over my head and I don't know if I should be reading into this or not but the innkeeper where where tom is staying was she basically accuses him of getting involved in the great game again and i was mm -hmm. like what is the great game is that just being a being a gleeman and going on all these adventures and oh so they kind of explain what the great game is actually um it's a it, it's the carry in and thing of trying to maneuver for advantage basically okay. So everyone's spying on each other, trying to trying to read into each other's actions, and mm -hmm. therefore, like you read the significance of something, and then you take action and try to gain advantage and right. move, you know, climb socially. And so Tom, it, it kind of implies that he used to be a big player in the great game right. at, earlier in his life. Right. Yeah. So, so she accuses him of this, and then she urges him, you know just to settle down and marry Dina. And, you know, he's got a great thing going here. Right. She'll probably, she'll take you more fool her. Mm -hmm. Oh man. <laughs> That's a sad way to look at it, but. It is. Oh, well. Um, yeah. So that's, that's that chapter. Mm -hmm. Yep. So no Tom. No Tom. No Tom. He's not coming. Um, okay. So chapter 27 is the shadow in the night. And. So this is mm -hmm. Rand and Loyal. They're going back into the city and Trollocs end up attacking them. And while this is happening, Loyal is trying to defend Rand and Rand can't channel. Like he just can't, he's, he's trying to, and he right. can't do it for whatever reason. Yeah. And then Celine magically appears again while they're being attacked by Trollocs and Rand can't channel. Mm-hmm. 
and you know Rand's trying to get her to leave because she's in danger um may end up like running from these Trollocs and trying to hide at the Illuminator's house at their like guild house here yes are outside it because I think it's loyal that mentions they don't like Mm. trespassers or all this stuff so they're out they're outside and there's more Trollocs outside and there's fireworks outside one accidentally gets set off and it's this whole um so there's a character here that we need to pay attention to for the future. Okay. Very minor in this book, but in later books, she she uh, she's never gains like an enormous amount of of importance. But there mm-hmm. there's significant things that happen uh, with uh, Aludra. Okay. She she's one of the Illuminators. She calls yeah. to she calls Tamu's uh, like she's a, a she's like a supervisor kind of. She's like you you big ox you or you bit you goat you something like that she talks mm-hmm. kind of funny it's mm-hmm. it's it's fun so you need to pay attention for her sure all right well it's good to know yeah 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 we'll see her again soonish mm-hmm. um yeah but they're outside still you know trying to fight off these trollocs and while mm-hmm. this is happening selena's telling rand like how proud she would be of him and how great he is and all this sure. really weird just poor timing nonsense in my opinion and then she disappears mm-hmm. again yeah she's just gone Deuces. yep goodbye yep. so they they do end up get rand and loyal end up making their way back to the inn and the interesting part here is the innkeeper hands rand a note and says this is this was left for you um and it was left by an old woman, but it is sealed with a crescent moon and stars the same way mm-hmm. the first note was. Yep. So, Spidey senses are tingling. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and it's a letter again from Celine. Yeah. In the same flowing hand. Yeah. So, what, what are your thoughts on Celine? Don't like her still. But she's hot. That don't care. I don't like her. Why don't you like her? I feel like if you're always showing up where there's mm-hmm. trouble, then chances are you're affiliated with the trouble. Okay. And it's just giving me a bad vibe. That's fair. Right? Mm-hmm. So I feel every time, every time we've interacted <clears throat> with Celine, she's either shown up when rand is vulnerable or in danger or she's having some kind of tantrum fit because she's not getting her way with rand right so yeah she she just seems like she has she has an agenda yeah she has she has her own motives and they're not they don't seem well-intentioned and she's not even hiding the fact that she has one that's true. Not, not that I'm saying you would have to hide an agenda, but she's just not doing that. Right. Yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, that is that. That that's it for Rand in these ten chapters. The next two, there's there's no Rand. Oh, okay. So, so, so goodbye, Rand. Yeah. 
So chapter 28 is a new thread in the pattern. So here is a parent chapter, which we don't get enough of, sadly. Sadly. Um, sadly. But Perrin and Matt and Ingtar and all the soldiers and them, they're still going after Fane. They're trying to get to this horn. Mm -hmm. um, and Matt is getting more sick and more pale and Varen's trying to heal him and it's not really doing anything not taking so yep. it's not doing anything and it's obvious because the dagger is not with him um anyway so ingtar though wants perrin to tell him what the wolves saw and what the wolves know and just relay all the I, info and which which perrin does and shortly afterwards so they do come across and Aiel man in the rocks on their on their way and he kind of comes out and um his name is Urian. Yep. And they note that he looks just like Rand. Um and they have this whole kind of conversation back and forth, but he, he mentions that he's looking for he who comes with the dawn. Mm -hmm. Um and then he mentions this this line about this he who comes with the dawn is going to conquer under th this sign um and he draws the ancient symbol for the Aes Sedai in the dirt and he mentions that you know um this this person is of them but is not with them so is an ideal right. but not with the ideal right so all signs point to rand they do right they do kind of, i mean at least that's what they want us to to think that's what, that's what they want me to believe right now and that's the train that i am on okay well i won't deny that the iel are an important part of mm -hmm. of the books right right so I enjoy it. I like seeing these little interactions with uh, the very obvious bits of, you know, prophecy or mm -hmm. yeah, hints being dropped. Well, uh, the thing I think is interesting about prophecy in all of these books, uh, mm -hmm. or in, in all of this stuff is, uh, so people are like, oh, okay, prophecy, great, great. This is going to help me. And then they, they take action based off of it. And they're like, okay, well, so the, the prophecy says this, therefore I'm going to stop it by doing this. And then it still doesn't stop because it's prophecy and it's going to happen. So, right. so like, like a lot of the, a lot of our story is based around this, around, around the story, right. a, around the prophecy. And yet a lot of times it, it feels a little bit like, uh thanos you know it's inevitable mm -hmm. right yeah you just gotta let it happen at this point yeah yeah but it is fun it's fun mm -hmm. to see their interaction with prophecy i agree mm -hmm. um okay so then chapter 29 the last one we're going to cover is mm -hmm. sean chan all right. So we're we're getting into it. Um so this one starts with Bornhold and they're in this village that's mm -hmm. obviously been um you know attacked like there's people hanging, there's houses. He the opening line is how he's ignoring like the burn burning smell around him essentially. Yeah. Um which is 
really disturbing. Um, but mm-hmm. they are there are people who have been hung, including children, sadly, disgustingly. Yeah, kids, yikes. Yeah. And he ends up questioning a child and realizes that it was um disguised questioners that did, that did this so he's mm-hmm. like okay they've got they've got a lot of power and they're going you know for lack of a better term it's all it's almost like they're going rogue in a way yeah um which he is disturbed about i mean yeah rightfully so i agree right um and he decides he's gonna go to tome and head he's gonna take them and go to tome and head instead so yeah just disobey orders yeah just disobey them um yeah and then we switch to doman after bail bail doman after um bornhold decides that he's going to go to toman ahead all right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so bail doman is on his boat on the spray because remember he he took that job deal and then pieced on it was like no i'm not doing this and went the other way and sailed away from it and um as he's sailing he sees like evidence that the shan shan have invaded some villages and he just kind of as the villages that he's you know sailing past uh, and he keeps going and then he ends up being chased by other ships and tries to outrun them and realizes it's not going to happen so he ends up surrendering and he gets boarded by this crew and you know they've got these big helmets on and he's like oh this like this leader's got all this armor on and helmets and all this whatever and then the leader removes their helmet and he realizes that it's a woman which is baffling to him um i i will say that i don't i mean i don't know enough about about her yet but she didn't give me petulant vibes not yet <laughs> not yet so um anyway so we I, learned I actually name. I actually like Eganon yeah a lot of it say, I was gonna say so we learned that it, her name's Eganon um mm-hmm. and she's the captain and they've got these um she calls them the Domani which are essentially Aes Sedai that are like chained which we saw at the end the very 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 end of season one of, of, of the show the show yep right yeah so like they were alluding to to this well and, and so there's this distinction though so an Aes Sedai mm-hmm. is someone who's affiliated with the white tower right as opposed to just a channeler someone who can use the one power mm-hmm. and wield it so the Shanchan actually get real touchy about calling them Aes Sedai mm-hmm. because they're not they don't they see Aes Sedai as an abomination right so and actually Bail Dolman calls them that and he's just like mm-hmm. oh like you have Aes Sedai like which is right. I think like a valid response from him because that's right. who they are to him seems and, reasonable it does right and then immediately is backhanded right because they don't use the, the Aes Sedai term and yeah don't you dare yeah it's it's quite they call them mm-hmm. um the leashed ones is that what it was yeah sure the leashed ones yeah, yeah. the the Damani, as opposed to the people who live in Eridomon, mm-hmm. which are the Domani. It's, it's right. very confusing, especially because the Shan Chan fight against the Domani. With their Domani? With their Domani. Oh, man. It's, That's uh, honestly, when I was reading it, I used to pronounce it mentally as Domain, 
because that's how it's spelled Mm d-a-m-a-n-e and they the narrators have decided to call it damani and it drives me a tiny bit crazy that's one of my very few (laughs) bones to pick with them on the the pronunciation of things fair enough fair enough um but yeah so she she again and is like she's they're gonna claim the land the lands back and um she keeps calling domin a traitor which is kind of Mm -hmm. interesting to me I, i thought it was funny um but she searches his ship and she ends up finding those um that broken seal bit um and they go into falm when they when they dock and she takes all the stuff to turok yeah to lord high lord turok yeah yeah and he begins questioning Doman about about this and wants to know where he got it and why does he have it and i will say this is like credit where credit is due to Doman. he's just like oh i just like to collect weird things and you know like i put them i put them in this place that you think is a safe hiding spot or whatever place of safety because people like to go through other people's things that are weird to see if they're of value yeah he had this really great line of like no no merchant lasted long without being able to lie with a straight face Mm -hmm. Like, just like that's a necessary condition of being a merchant <laughs> yeah and i was just like man mm-hmm. he is like credit where credit's due is just very smoothly letting this come forth um yeah. and, and he even notes that like you know truck wants him to go with him and he's like okay like if if something was going to happen like if guards were going to be called like they would have been called by now and they're not being called so things can possibly be in my favor mm-hmm. um anyway so he wants to know everything that you know how he came to be in possession of this of this seal um and the chapter ends we don't hear it but but doman his inner thought is that he's decided he's going to lie and i'm assuming it's going to be a good one yeah well a believable one Mm -hmm. so yeah it's kind of fun Everything is pushing forward. It is. Well, and it's hard to understand why, what the Shantan have anything to do with the stuff that's going on in Carrion. Like they're totally yeah. different geographical locations. Right, exactly. So, and now they're just being introduced basically. They are. Yeah. So, but I'm not, I'm not mad about it. It's always good to get more. I like having the multiple storylines, so. It is nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instead of just following only Rand and then if they split up, maybe Mm -hmm. someone else. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It is nice. I agree. Um, So who would you say is the Mac in these chapters? Mm, That's a great question. Because this is kind of tricky. I don't know who I would pick. Well, yeah, because I mean, almost no one is like that annoying, to be honest. Like, right. Tom almost because he's like nah I don't want but he's he's not annoying like he's he's no nice to them um I mean she plays an important enough role you could almost just say that Celine is the Mac Celine is annoying the most annoying just because she's trying to derail so much yeah like you can tell she's trying to pull strings every time every chance she gets right Egwene's um teenage antics are 
annoying, but I've realized I should just expect it from her now. Yeah. Well, you know, and well, whatever. I, I think, honestly, I think that we almost have to pick Celine because I don't think Rand is Rand, Rand is actually pretty impressive here. Yeah, I he's don't going think, through weird things. I don't think Rand is annoying at all. I wouldn't say Perrin or Matt or them are annoying. No. All right. Let's say Celine this time. Celine's annoying. All right. Celine, mm. it is. See, it feels a little bit like a cop out, but let's do it anyways. It's fine. Celine, <laughs> Celine, it is. Um. So next week we'll do chapters 30 to 39 so we'll do another 10 yes ma'am sounds good right and then we'll almost be we'll be more than halfway through i think we're more than halfway through now actually hmm. I think. fancy of us yeah i think so yeah um so any final thoughts before we wrap up uh it's kind of interesting going turbo mode on this. We're not actually going turbo mode on how long our episodes are, but uh, <laughs> right. you know, it's been fun. It's been fun to discuss them and everything. Uh, this this book, this book is kind of I don't know. There's there's a lot of hidden depth to it actually. Once you've read it, once you've read the whole series, especially there's there's some things that are interesting to look at. So I will acknowledge that obviously I've read the whole book already mm-hmm. since I'm in the third one. Um, but re-listening to it is much more gripping than the first listen. Because the first listen, I was like, this is so, like, you're just going everywhere. And it's just like, it just, like, <laughs> I, the, I the wheel, like, hooked me. And then the Great Hunt, I was like, man, just go everywhere. And then the Dragon Reborn hooked me again. So now that I'm listening to the Dragon or the, the Great Hunt again, I'm like, okay, like, all these little little bits are it's refreshing good yeah 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 you seem more into it now oh thanks good job (laughs) well done (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i think that that's it all right guys well call call it good yeah so uh we apologize for the unkindness folks right as usual Mm -hmm. and um Thanks so much for listening. May you always find water and shade. Later, guys.